Hello and welcome to Fireside Grace, or really rather this is endangering the grave, isn't it? Well, I have a lot to share with you. I have a lot to talk about and tell you about. So as you know, we just moved into our new house. We're now living in Cleveland, Tennessee. And let me tell you this, it is very, very nice to live in a place where we can go to the store and we don't have to drive 45 minutes to get there. And our only options are Walmart and our only place to eat is Subway. You know, that's just not not good. We would have to drive out to Maryville, which was an hour and a half from our house, just to go to a Target. Okay, it was a long, long drive. And that was the closest Target. It was so far away, man. Um, everything like, oh, I don't even, don't even start with me about, oh, we don't shop at Target, but, but, but do, do this, do, do that. You know, they have some of the stuff that no other place carries that we use. Like for instance, when it comes to baby diapers, we use honest diapers because they're good and clean. They don't have any really bad negative stuff in them and they hold a lot of pee and the pee doesn't rest on the baby. So, he doesn't break out in rashes and stuff, whereas with Pampers, they don't really absorb a whole lot. But anyway, I'm not trying to promote them. You know, I'm not sponsored by them or anything. I'm just saying those are the diapers that we prefer. And yeah, they're expensive, but you know, you get what you pay for. You know, um, we were we were buying those diapers when we didn't have money to buy diapers. You know, there's been a lot of times where we went through a money test for two years and we weren't able to even afford uh, really to be able to buy diapers, but here we would go and we'd have, we'd buy those because they work and we just trust the Lord. You know, your bank account can say one thing, but the word of God says that all of your needs have been met. So when my wife and I do something, we're not necessarily looking at what our budget says, but we're looking in faith. That was what the Lord says and what his word says. And you know, there's been a lot of times like that, where we have been in a situation where <laughs> we don't feel like we have enough money. And God says, give everything you have away. Give all, give all your money away. And, and we did. You know, what's funny is we were like, okay, let's go buy food for homeless people and let's go feed them. Well, we went and we were going to buy food for homeless people. And the people asked us what it was for. So we told them, hey, we're going to feed the homeless out on the streets. We drove all around Oklahoma City, right? And so they gave us the food for free. So what do we do? We blessed a homeless person and gave the money away because we were trying to trying to get rid of it as best as we can. We had to go give it away, and God blessed us for it. So I didn't have any intention of telling you that, but if you want to sow into us and into our ministry, it's firesidegrace.com, and right on the home page or on the partner with us page, it will be will work fine. Otherwise, we have a PO box which is, I believe it's one 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 four. Or 17 U.S. Highway 411, Venor, Tennessee, 37885, P.O. Box 163, something like that. Um, I'll leave it in the comment section so you can see it. And I'll also leave you our phone number because we have a, a phone number now. So if you want to call for prayer requests, we have a phone number that you can call and get through and, and just talk directly to us. Or maybe you just want to talk and have prayer or something. And absolutely, we're down for that. So I'll, I'll find that phone number and I'll put that in the video and in the comment section as well. And so let me tell you a little bit about how we're moving. So why don't you just go ahead, if you don't want to hear what I have to say, um, that's not prophetic. I'm going to give prophetic words by the end of this. Um, so why don't you just go ahead and skip ahead to about 10 to 15 minutes if you don't want to hear, you know, the message and you just want the prophecy, you know, I, I understand, you know, maybe what I teach you goes against what you want to hear, but you can't deny the fact that we have a prophetic gifting. So I understand. I get it. So go ahead and skip ahead. 
I'll give you three seconds. One, two, three. Okay, those of you who are still here, which I'm assuming is about 99% of you, let's talk about the move. So, you know, we just moved. It was a it was a tough move. My wife is pregnant. She's about four months pregnant. She's having what's going to be my third son. And I'm really blessed by that, you know, because in the Bible, having sons was like a huge blessing. And that's not to take away the value of daughters, because I really want a daughter. But this is um, my third son, and his name is going to be Joseph. And my middle name is Joseph. So I'm kind of naming him after me. Um, so I bet he's a dreamer, and I, I bet he's super prophetic, like Asher's very prophetic. And so we're moving. We live in Tennessee. We don't know anybody out here. I'm from New York. Brandy's from Oklahoma. She lived her whole life in Oklahoma. I live most of my life in New York. And so we don't know people. Well, she's pregnant. She can't lift. You know, she has internal bleed going on. And um, so she was not able to help me move most of the heavy furniture, except when I really needed it. And so that being said, I moved the majority of the furniture by myself with a little hand truck upstairs, downstairs, in storage, out of storage. You know, so I was sore and hurting and tired and I couldn't do ministry for five days and I missed you guys and I really wanted to do this. Actually, I wanted to do it yesterday, but it was the first day that I had to rest. So I had to find a Sabbath. I had to find that supernatural peace. But through the whole process of being frustrated with people saying things that aren't right, people being unrighteous, uh, things going on and happening, you know, I thought about how in the midst of all of the negative think ways and possibilities that I could have been negative, I could have like, I, I really it could have t very easily tipped and started a fist fight with somebody on my last day of moving because I was very irritated with them because they said something sideways to my wife and made my wife cry. And, uh, and that really bothers me a lot. Uh, so I really had to check myself and I and check by check myself. I mean, I had to ask Jesus to help me. And it's not easy for me because in my past, I've been the kind of person who would say, you want to mess with me? Huh? <laughs> and I would go gung ho and, and this, just leave it at that. Just understand you hurt me. You hurt my wife. You hurt my wife. You hurt me. You're going to catch a hit. You're going to catch something. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Um, but in all of that, I asked God to strengthen me. And one thing is, you know, Brandy bought a dog run. I don't like putting things together. Like when we first got married, I was building a desk. She said, will you please put it together for me? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I hate putting things together. I, I can't follow the instructions. I, I can't understand them, reading them and so forth. It's all very annoying and frustrating. And, and I went to put it together and I tried to do it the best that I could. And, and it was a lot of, I'll tell you what, I'm not proud of this, but I cussed. I cussed so much that I would have made a sailor blush. All right. And this was like four years ago. So I was a Christian. Okay. Now putting this thing together was super frustrating. And <laughs> she, um, after that, she was like, I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. Right. So <laughs> we had a friend look at it because he puts things together and he's an engineer and everything. And he looks at it and he says, I can't save this. There's no hope. <laughs> we just, it broke in half and we put it out in the trash in two pieces. <laughs> It was pretty bad. So we get this dog run, and I know my history is that I am not good at putting things together. I don't have the patience to do it. And so this time I asked Jesus, help me, strengthen me. How do I do this? And I read the instructions, 
I did what the instructions said and I put it together. In fact, at one point, I put the instructions in the back of my truck, right? And I forgot about it because I, I was setting them there because they were on top of my toolbox. I shut the bed of the truck, but I didn't close the tonneau cover. And we start to drive <laughs> and there goes the instructions whoop, right out the back. So I had not maybe even halfway finished this thing. And now I've got no instructions. And I had already asked Jesus to help me read the instructions and figure this out and learn, right? So I asked him, Lord, how do I put this together? Please show me. I, I can't do it without you. And I said that when I was going to get into a fist fight with someone, I can't do it without you. And when I was moving things by myself, I can't do it without you. I said, I can't do it without you. And I put that kennel together. It was one of those big outdoor 10 by 10 outdoor dog runs for our dogs because we don't have a fence right now in our yard. I put it together. He showed me how to do it. I put it together and it's put together well. And I did it without instructions because Jesus helped me. And I was telling my wife that, how I was very thankful for these times like this where we don't have money. You know, our bank account was was negative for a little bit and it's not now. Um, but, you know, moving costs a lot of money. We can have money set aside, money stored up and stuff. But, you know, in the course of uh, two months, three months, you know, how much can you really save? <laughs> when after two years, you know, we were we had a hard time for two years. We passed our money test. And, you know, we're coming out of it now, but we had a money test. We had a struggle and we had to, you know, you find out what you believe when you're put to the test. You know, a lot of people say they believe in healing, but they don't. You know, we know a guy who had to have knee surgery, two people, and said, okay, let's pray for your knee. And one person said, every time my knee gets prayed for, it hurts worse. And I said, well, that means there's a demon that's holding on to your, your knee that's hurting you clearly. And he said, I know, and I don't care. I want to go and get the surgery and just get it over with. I'm like, what's the point? Why ask us to pray and then say, I'm going to go have the surgery. It was pointless to ask us to pray. Another person, Pentecostal pastor said the same thing, said, I've been praying for my knee for four, four years and it hasn't been healed. I'm getting this surgery. And we're like, well, why did you ask us to pray? Why did you post on Facebook? Please pray for us. You know, if you're praying in faith, you don't say pray that the surgery goes well and that there's no complications to a Christian who believes 100% in God's absolute healing power. Because what you're saying at that point is, I don't believe God's going to supernaturally heal me. I'm going to get it done through men. And that's, you know, Pentecostals in the day, in the turn of the century when the Pentecostal movement began, would have lost it if they heard one of their pastors was doing something like that because they believed in the power of God and the healing power and resurrection power. And that's not to say anything against Pentecostal pastors or preachers. I love you guys. Um, I love the spirit-filled, and I love the way they preach, you know. Um, but I'm just saying when in this particular instance, that ain't right, you know. Constantly seeing people saying pray for us, but we're not going to go there. Not today anyway. And so as I'm talking to my wife and I'm, t I'm saying, you know, I'm thankful that I have a God who, when our finances are low, when I'm stressed beyond belief, sore from head to toe, from moving furniture up and downstairs and out of storage and in storage and loading it up on the truck and everything and getting it off the truck and doing all that and 
having to take care of a baby and, and everything and an hour and a half drive each way to get from our place to Cleveland and, and that's not counting stopping at the storage unit and stuff in between. You know, it was not a very simple, easy time. You know, the person who owned the house being belligerent and rude and, and so forth, you know, and I'm thankful for God for those times because I get shown where's my weakness. And I, I said that I'm, I had to surrender to Jesus and show and say, I'm weak, Lord. I need your strength. Please help me. And all of a sudden, when I said that, I felt Holy Spirit want to weep out of happiness, out of like, it's that kind of, of joy where you're praying and you get so filled with joy that you just start to cry because you're happy, where you just break and you weep. It was that kind of joy. And I felt like I understood what Paul was saying when he said, I prayed and asked God to take this thorn for me three times. And Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, my power is perfected. And I, I love that. And I went to look it up and the word for perfected is like teletai, tele, teletoy, teletai, um, tell, tell us, tell us, maybe it's telesatai or something like that. But I did a word search and a word study on that word to see what it meant. And it actually means to consummate something like a husband and a wife consummate their marriage. And if you know what consummate means, you know what consummate your marriage means. It's, it's an act of intimacy that you do on your honeymoon that is only shared between a husband and a wife, right? Um, or should only be that I'm not going to go there either. All right. I'm not going to be sitting here calling out people's sins, but I, I saw that and I realized that that was why the Holy Spirit was weeping, why he was so full of joy was because he was telling us he was, he was, he loves it when we rely on him and we are weak and we don't try and do it in our own strength, but we try and do it with the Christ strength, with the strength of Christ that you know, surpass that gives us peace, which surpasses all understanding. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so that was the, the type of joy because it was intimacy. It was intimacy. It was the spiritual form of a physical intimacy between a husband and a wife. Because, you know, when you get to heaven, there's no marriage. So, you know, that there's no S-E-X, right? Um, so <laughs> there's a different type of intimacy that you have with the father, which is actually more fulfilling and more satisfying and you won't experience you won't maybe understand that until you get to heaven fully but that's that's the difference um and so when we and you know there's a flip side of that in james 1 it says that sin conceives death now that word for conceives means for a person to conceive like to become impregnated which implies that that was a type of spiritual intimacy as well. So there's a twisted version of spiritual intimacy, and then there's the godly version of spiritual intimacy. I mean, when it says we receive the seed of God, in in Greek, the word for seed is sperma. So we literally received his life into us. You know, we were incomplete. He came into us, and we were born as a new man. He came basically... If we, if men had a spiritual womb or women had a spiritual womb, he came into our spiritual womb. Our soul was like an egg. He, pen he penetrated that or, and then he grew our spirit inside of us, if that makes sense. So 
when you receive the seed of God and you became children of God, you receive that. It's a different type of intimacy as well. So you see there, there's the good and there's the bad. So when we rely on the strength of Jesus instead of our own strength to get us through something, instead of our own power, our own way of doing things, it's such a close, intimate relationship with God that there's nothing like it. There's nothing that can compare. So I would recommend that you take your time right now and just pray to him and ask him, Lord, show me where I'm being strong when I need to be weak. Show me my areas where I'm deficient, where I get frustrated. You know, in the book of James, it says, why do you fight and quarrel? It's because you want something, but you don't get it. So you fight for it. <laughs> so when we start arguing with somebody, when we get offended because someone said something or did something that we didn't like or didn't agree with, why? You got to ask yourself why. Because you had a weakness at that moment and you responded in the flesh and not in Christ. So ask yourself, why was I offended? Why was I hurt? And watch as Holy Spirit says, because this need wasn't being met. And, you know, when it says that his power is complete in us, that word for complete means that, um, or it's, it's perfected, it's, it's made complete. The word for complete means that it's whole. It's, it's uh, essentially, it's the equivalence of the Hebrew word shalom. It means to be made whole, to be given peace. Um, so when you rely on Jesus, it, it's showing, it's showing that he's meeting your needs. He's meeting your needs. And so when you're offended and you argue or you lash back at someone or punch somebody or gossip or say something about somebody or do something in your own strength and your own power, like, for instance, if you pray for finances, but then you go and sell all of your stuff, you're like, well, this is how God's going to uh, is going to provide the finances. But you prayed for God to supernaturally provide yet you just naturally provided for yourself. So why would he make a move supernaturally when you've already figured out how to do it in the natural? You see what I'm saying? So trust him, rely on him, you know, let him meet your needs because it's going to be better for you in the, like not even in the long run, of course, in the long run, but in the short run, even in the short term, you're going to see amazing breakthrough if you stop trying to do everything on your own and figure out how to do everything on your own we had a one of our intercessors had a dream where god told her that there was this one thing that is affecting her suitcase and i was talking about a case that she has uh, where she's going to court in front of a judge and how that she could change things so that the appeal will be um noted and it will be overturned and she'll get what she's going for and so when you rely on God and not on your own strength and how you can do it, that's an intimacy beyond anything you can imagine. Okay, so here we are. Let us get into the word, um, the, pro the prophecy of what is coming. Okay, so this one's called <laughs> The Leak Begins Here. Now, let me tell you a dream that I had. I had a dream I was in a place and in, in, um, all through America, there were different um sewage like major sewage drainages to different cities and towns and all of it was being blocked off the water was being dried up and and dried out and we were we were searching the house for some reason looking for an answer and i opened up a cabinet 
in this kind of roundish room, sort of, um, I would say maybe ovular, oval in shape. And I open up the cabinet and a person says, you know, it's such and such a program. It's the grandmother, the grandmother. And I was like, interesting. So I understood, hey, I think this might be a clue. So I went over and I talked to Elon Musk, who was running this big tech center, tech support, where like they had all this surveillance of all the water that was draining out all the garbage and stuff, but it was being stopped and, and the water was dissipating and disappearing until it was the garbage would no longer be able to get be getting gotten rid of, right? Then I said, hey, this is what's going on. He said, it's the grandmother. And Elon Musk immediately knew that it was a program that they had on, that they had blocked off something to try and prevent the the mess from being drained. And he opened that um, and released that. And the the floodgates opened. There was like a dam bursting forth. And all of the trash that couldn't have been removed was removed. And so what that meant was that there's going to be uh, someone who leaks something in a cabinet from the cabinet, from within the White House, that is going to open the floodgates and allow the trash in America to be removed. I don't know why Elon Musk, but he just represented maybe big tech, you know, in some sense. So on 4-3-21 or, or 4 3 it was the Lord said that after this, the Passover, um, some stuff happened on Passover that hasn't been shared yet, but you're going to see it start coming through and coming out. Okay. Um, the Lord says that there's going to, there's, they've been trying to delay, delay, delay Arizona and the delay ends now. He also said a resurrection of old cases and things once thought to have been dead are going to resurface now. So what people have been trying to hide, what they thought was dead and gone, that's going to go away. And now you're going to, you're going to see the old things come back and come up. So you're going to, that's regarding 11-3 and the elections and so forth. Um, I saw the enemy fighting amongst themselves and hollering, how did they find this? I thought you deleted this. Is there a way to hide this? And the Lord said that secret audits have been, have been and will be conducted in other states that will be enough to overturn 11-3. He said the blue states were red and they will be overturned. I'm just interested to see that because I was praying and I felt like I didn't share this because I, I didn't have confirmation on it yet. But I'm going to share it with you and I'm going to tell you that this isn't necessarily a prophetic word. But what I believe Holy Spirit told me was that um, Donald Trump was going to take all 50 states and he was going to beat Ronald Reagan's record for electoral votes. And I find that to be very interesting because if you look at the states, they're a majority red but there's Democrat counties that are blue, which um, we're going to find out that there was a lot of corruption that happened there. Anyway, um, the Lord said blue was once the color of patriotism in America, but now red shall forever be the color of the American patriot. He said, I saw Donald Trump declare, stand down. Don't do anything. Peace, law and order will prevail. And there were people who were ready to rise up and fight for this nation, but they saw Donald Trump as their commander-in-chief, and they obeyed him, and when they obeyed him, um, they stood down. There wasn't rioting. There wasn't all this crazy stuff that was going on because Donald Trump knew that there was something that was going on that couldn't be seen that he, they didn't know about, and so 
right after there's an overturn, they would try. You'll hear rumor of a third impeachment. It's not even going to pass the House. It's not even going to make it. So pay attention to that. I saw a fury sweep across the streets as people cried out for justice. And for a short period of time, it will look as though interference was strictly from foreign individuals in this case. However, it will be exposed that the treason began from within and that their crimes will not be overlooked. Okay, so you think it will look like, you know, the people's crimes, the people that were involved, it will look like they got away with it. Like they got away, you know, as though they weren't caught, but they will be. They will be very quickly, very shortly. A lot of stuff is going to come out. They're, they're going to start, you're going to see information surfacing that is going to infuriate you. Backroom deals where I can tell you two senators, one from New York and one from California, will be meeting with a former senator who is now a 46 and a former president who was a 44. Okay. And these things that they said and did from even from 2008 forward and especially in 2016, 2018, 2019, 2020, and part of this year, you're going to see these things rise up. A lot of it, you're, you will see false information coming out because they use Q to spread disinformation. Um, I've told you this before. People, you know, love Q and they think that he's telling you all of the truth and this and that, but he's also spreading disinformation. So you can't trust that stuff. You have to trust God. You can't be listening to this person. I don't listen to them, but I'm telling you, this is what God's telling me right here and right now. Okay. If you're listening to Q, stop it. He's lying to you almost as often as he's telling you the truth. Or maybe it's a she. Just saying. All right. So here's what the Lord said also. Old faces will return to Congress. The Senate will be taken back with an eight-tenths majority. Indeed, a red wave shall be seen. Indeed, a red tsunami, which was prophesied, will be seen. So this red, this red wave, it's going to start as a political thing, and it is going to spread and become much more than political. It is going to expose criminal intent, behaviors, and actions. So old faces will return to Congress. When you see this happen, when the time comes, Biden will be asked to resign, to step down. I, th I believe it'll be Obama asking him to step down. I'm not sure how this is going to work, or how it plays out. But when it's time for him to leave office, he's going to try and fight the overturn and appeal it. But they're going to say, no, don't do it. Because if they do then everything will be exposed immediately, and they don't want that. So you're going to see him try and fight it, but nothing's going to happen. He's going to leave. It might not be the most peaceful. He might say some sideways stuff, but he will leave. Okay, so there will be um, a new elections, and the military will be involved with the new elections because we need to pray because the Lord told me that everything that was prophesied by the prophets in 2019 and part of 2020 regarding certain things about military involvement and, and all this stuff in the elections and uh, so forth is still uh, a real possibility. We prayed it away for 11-3, but he's saying we need to pray again now to prevent any interference as the devil will try to retaliate 
if we don't pray, he will be allowed to retaliate um, at the second elections, which will be happening very, very soon. It's hard to believe it's April already. Um, when I say very soon, I feel like maybe it's like within months, like or weeks or something, you know, I'm not giving you like a specific timeline. I don't know. I'm just telling you personally what I feel. And I feel like it'll be that it's, it's before 4th of July because he showed me that we'd be celebrating two independence days, two days of new freedom and that Donald Trump would have his own day called Trump day. <laughs> like, well, how cool would it be if we got like a May 45th or something, you know, and we didn't even have 45 days or maybe, you know, whatever. Oh, it'd be pretty cool. Or, or maybe it would be May 4th and May 5th. It would be a whole week at, um, like a whole weekend or, or two days of, of Trump days. You know, the new independence day. It'd be real cool. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're going to see some military involvement in the elections. So this is not the time for the church to be silent and assume that God is in control and everything is going to happen according to God's plan. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. If God were in control of this world, it wouldn't be such a mess. Okay. It would be like heaven, but God's not in control of this world. Satan is. Satan is the God of this world. Okay. Now, the only time that God is in control is when we pray and allow him to intercede and give him control until he comes back when he has full control, when he has, he absolutely is in charge of everything that's going on. But right now, that doesn't happen. I, I really dislike when people say, well, God's in control. God's in control because what they're saying and they don't even realize it is everything happens according to God's will and plan. That's why I hate the the demonic doctrine of predestination that says, well, this person was predestined to go to hell and this word person was predestined to go to heaven. It's written in their book. No, God wrote every single book as though you were going to go to heaven and you were never going to sin. Because if he authored that you would sin and that you would go to hell, then there'd be no reason for Satan. Because God would be the one that was responsible for the sin. And he would be in violation of the word of God, John 3, 16, which said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that it all should find everlasting life and that no one should perish. And I'm just, I know I didn't say that right, but I don't care because it's the purpose of the message, the purpose of the word. Okay, so now, as there was strong contention between the red and the blue on 11.3, there will be again such a rise of debate as a hashtag overturn 11.3 trends. And one day, the Supreme Court will hear a case in conference, and in an emergency hearing, they shall convene and hear the evidence. And in one in an, and in a day as well, they will turn the case around. The evidence will be so insurmountable that no defense will be made against it. All counters will be rendered moot. The highest office in the land has not betrayed us, because the highest office is Christ, and he is king. However, he has ordained his trump and has restored him to his throne. The number 45 in the Hebrew gematria, you got to check this out. The number 45 Hebrew gematria, meaning numbers have words and, and uh, meaning behind them, right? So it represents the color red. Well, 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 what is the color of the Republican Party? Red. It represents the land of Edom and Edom is the is a word for red the red ones a red nation the red nation okay um it means to be amazed the multitude of heavenly voices being heard guys i'm not making this up anointing force 
might, and rapid movement. All of this is coming. I can feel Holy Spirit man, uh, manifesting his, his presence right now. It's like, um, and just confirming that, that how cool is that, right? So what this means is watch as a rapid movement begins, new audits taking place in states that were blue, states that were silent. Um, four companies that found evidence of um, online interference will share that information with other companies that are doing audits in different states. And you're going to see it's going to be, you know, in the natural, it looks like it's probably it's going to be about a month or so. Um, but you'll see the unfolding of these audits, the the um, the unfolding of the evidence collected and rendered going rapidly as Arizona sets the pace and sets the standard. OK, and now they're going to use some information that they had received from um, Michigan before in Antrim County when they did their audit and discovered things. They're going to find that a lot of what they found was very similar to what's going to be discovered. Okay. Okay, guys, that's all that I have for you today. So I'm going to share. It took 33 minutes to do so. Thank you for listening. I love you. Be blessed. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to firesidegrace.com. Check us out. Facebook.com backslash firesidegrace. And that should be it. I love you guys. Be blessed. And until next time, see ya.